Welcome in to the Dirty Water Fantasy Podcast, episode 32, Free Agent Frenzy, part de. little French to start off the episode? On peut, on peut. Oui, 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 monsieur. Uh, my name is Miles, and you are? Chandler. What's going on, everyone? <clears throat> Hello, Chandler. Um, on a fight night is when we're recording this tonight. May 7th. It's a good date. May 7th is a good date. We're also one week from your birthday. I know. It's very exciting. Are you, well, I was going to say, do you have any plans? But I actually know the answer to that is no, you do not have plans. That's true. <laughs> we have, we have reses, I believe. Yeah, we do have, we do have a couple of reservations on both Friday and Saturday, but we have no idea if we're going to use them or what the groups will be or what we're going to do before or after those reservations. It's a typical birthday. Is, is it? I feel like last year was... We organized last year, yeah, but last that was, year was mostly good. so we could get out of like COVID madness, I think, more than anything else. That's true. Last year was, um, yeah, last year, remember, I didn't want to eat inside. Yes. When yeah. we sat outside, and it was fine, but it was like a little a little colder than comfortable. We had a fun night. Yeah, we had a good night. Chandler had an extra fun night, but we don't have to talk about that right now. Um, what we do have to talk about is quite a lot, actually. We have a good episode today i was literally just so saying much, so much news. i'm really excited for this so the last time we recorded free agent frenzy part one was march 16th and it is today may 7th chandler and i've been bopping around a little bit is that yes, fair to say absolutely you you were in new york a couple times uh you were in spain i was i, I when were you what were the dates of spain i have no clue i feel like we might have recorded right after you got back from spain uh no because i think i think we recorded maybe right before because i was like in the last two weeks i'm pretty sure of march i was in spain all right fair enough i was home a couple times um we missed passover yes on this podcast uh disappointing from us a lot yeah for real a lot has happened a lot has happened uh and also a lot has happened in the nfl and we're pretty behind so we're kind of talking about this stuff uh in a belated way, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think you're still going to get our authentic reactions, though. Yes, absolutely. And our and our authentic reactions, as well as uh, more uh, nuanced, more having time to think about exactly, that kind of stuff as well, too. Exactly, exactly. Um, do you have anything to add before we jump in, or do you want to just get into it? No, I think the only thing I'll add in terms of structure of the of the podcast here is we will try and start with mm. the most important stuff and work our way down. Um, we have a couple of different tier breaks here. Um, you know, we're, we're fantasy football guys. We like tiers. Um, <laughs> so we'll start kind of with the tier one stuff and then work our way down from there. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to try and keep it as concise and efficient as possible. But uh, I think that's my only other note there. Yep. My only other note is that we're not going to be talking about rookies on the show. We are recording this post-draft, and Chandler and I both have a lot of thoughts on the rookies and would love to talk about them, I'm sure. We're going to save that for its own episode, Um, so we'll hold our tongue on that. God, it's going to be an exciting episode, though. I know. Um, All right, let's get into it. Biggest news, I think, was the Deshaun Watson trade. Is that fair to say? Um, Deshaun Watson got traded from the Houston Texans to the Cleveland Browns. 
there was a lot of smoke around this. First, we thought Carolina, then we thought New Orleans, then maybe Atlanta, and kind of pulled a 180 on us and, and ended up going to Cleveland. The Browns were reported as being out on, on Deshaun, yeah. I believe, like a couple days before no, this. No, tra- Deshaun was reported as being out on the yes, Browns. Yes, right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, he said it's not because of the money, but I think it's because of the money. Yeah, what he got all guaranteed an all guaranteed money contract, which just basically does not exist in the NFL. Quarter million, a quarter of a billion dollars was the contract, and yeah. I mean, you know, uh, moral and off the field considerations aside, that's mind blowing. Yes, um, but also it has a lot of implications, I think, for the NFL and for uh, fantasy football. Yeah. Well, let me, before we get into some of those implications, I do want to say that I believe when we recorded last time, his criminal cases had been dismissed. That being said, the status of him in terms of a suspension is still very much up in the air right now. I think the prevailing thought across the league is he will miss some amount of time. I think I've heard six games being tossed out there as a, a benchmark based on you know, how the NFL has treated this stuff in the past. So that is still unresolved, and that is going to be absolutely going to be consideration once we reach fantasy draft season as well. Yep, fair enough. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be pro- difficult for us right now in May to project where we're going to have Deshaun ranked yes. or his pass catchers ranked because we don't know how many games he's going to play. Exactly. I think probably for the purpose of our conversation, we can assume a full season. And then, you know, the rankings will play out based on As how many yep. games, you know, they, they actually end up playing. Yep. Um, how Do you feel like f- for Deshaun's ranking among the fantasy QBs, this is a lateral move? Do you feel like he goes up, goes down? How do you feel about him? Yeah, I mean, compared to the Texans, I would say the Browns have slightly better weapons and it's going to be a better offense than what I'd expected if Deshaun went back to the Browns. I mean, we talked, I think, last time we did this about Omari Cooper and how, at the time, that seemed like kind of a, a bad trade for the the Browns, but based on the, the wide receiver contracts that have been signed since then, it's looking like Omari is a steal from the Browns, and he is obviously, I think, the biggest the biggest riser as a result of this news. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a bad trade. I just felt like it was a weird trade, sure. given they didn't really have much else going on. Yep. Um, but I mean, I think it was a fifth round, a fifth round and a sixth round swap something or like something that, along yeah. those lines like that, given the prices salary dump of, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And given the price of, of the other receivers and some of these we'll, we'll talk about, I mean, that that is a steal. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had some debate, I think, off the mics um, on Amari's status, you know, how, how we're going to perceive Amari yeah. going into the season. Um, are you, do you feel like he can be a wide receiver one with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, because I think some of that off-mic debate that we've had was assuming that Baker was going to be the guy or some average QB in the NFL was going to be that guy. And my thought process was always there that just based on volume because I don't really trust any other pass catchers in this offense right now. Purely based on volume, I thought he was going to be a solid but unexciting kind of low wide receiver two. But I think, again, assuming a full season of Deshaun, adding his talent into the mix, and, you know, we're going to need to pay attention to the news as well, too. Deshaun Watson has not thrown a competitive pass in the NFL in, what, two years almost or something like that. Um, we're going to need to kind of pay attention to that, but I absolutely think that Amari can be 
you know, a, a, a low end wide receiver one, maybe at worst a high end wide receiver two. Yep, I would agree. Anything you'd like to add about the other pass catchers, Donovan Peoples Jones, David Njoku, yeah, the I rookie mean, David Bell? Some of these guys have, have flashed a little bit. I think David Bell probably is the most interesting one just because he is the unproven guy there and, and Same had, for a the good, next episode. had a good production profile. Um, you know, Njoku is is a is a first round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken, who has never really shown shown that talent. Um but maybe he just needed a better a better quarterback throwing throwing him the ball. Um, you know, I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, possibly in the episode. But Hooper is now gone from that offense as well, too. So theoretically, it should be Injoku's Injoku's role to lose. Um, that remains to be seen if he can capitalize on that, though. Yep. And then the running backs, to me, probably net neutral. They'll probably get a little bit less run, but in a better offense, so more scoring opportunities. Probably yeah. net neutral for me. I don't know. I mean, it's now been a while, as I said, since Deshaun has played. Was he a check down guy as far as you remember? <sighs> Who were his running backs before David Johnson got there? That's a good question. I mean, that, um, that's thinking back a long that's, time. That's uh, Lamar now. Miller. No, Lamar Miller didn't catch passes. Right, so maybe this is perhaps a slightly bigger downgrade for Kareem than it is for yeah. for Chubb. That's that's a fair point. Um, anything else on Deshaun Watson? Nope. All right, move on. We'll move on to the other big quarterback trade that we have not yet discussed, which is Matt Ryan was traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, this is a move I am really excited about, particularly because I'm excited about Michael Pittman's outlook with now a better quarterback at the helm yes first off just football related the Colts are so good when it comes to this kind of stuff too to recoup any value on Carson Wentz from the Washington Commanders and then replace Wentz with a a significantly better quarterback and a team that should be in win now mode based on their roster I mean full credit to them but yeah from a fantasy standpoint oh my goodness Pittman you know this really was the 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 big thing hampering his upside last season was the quarterback throwing to him and and now you know Ryan is certainly on the older side, but we've seen him in recent years support solid wide receiver production. Two. Yeah, I mean, Ridley and and Julio for a stretch as well, too. It's been a couple of years since that, but um, yeah, I mean, Pittman is is the guy in this offense. They they featured him even with a worse quarterback, and if you have him in Dynasty, you have him as a a potential keeper, I think you got to be super excited about this trade. Yeah, I, I I'm I mean I'm I'm probably gonna have him projected at worst as a mid range wide receiver too at worst. I think I'm with you as well. Yeah, the only thing that could, I could maybe see hampering his value a little bit is the Colts should be coming to the run in this offense just because of their line and who they have in the backfield. Yeah, and I think that that's a good segue into. I think an important point is that Matt Ryan is a prototypical checkdown quarterback, yep. which Carson Wentz is not. And I think Naeem Hines is, is I mean, I, I am kind of always in on Naeem Hines. Yep. Um, just traded him away in Dynasty. <laughs> but um, I, I do think Naeem Hines is going to get a lot, catch a lot of, of passes this year out of the backfield. Not to the detriment of, of JT, I'm no. assuming, right? No. I mean, just probably a better offense here as well, too, which absolutely should benefit. Taylor as the as the you know goal line back the big the big back in that offense. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor will still be great. He'll still get plenty of passing work as well. Yep. Just there will be more passing work out of the backfield to go around, which will benefit Naeem Hines more than anyone else. Yeah, it'll be interesting kind of where Hines ends up ranking because he was a guy that I think we were excited about. 
I remember in our, I think our preseason last last year before the season started, thinking that Hines might be one of the guys who hampers Jonathan Taylor's value a little bit. That obviously did not end up happening. Yep. It'll be interesting where he ends up falling in our in our running back rankings. Okay. Um, the next big trade, the start of the big wide receiver trades, basically. Oh goodness, yeah. This kind of opened that, that can of worms. Um, it's Devontae Adams was traded from the Packers to the Raiders, and this was... The first trade that kind of shocked all of us felt like it came out of nowhere. I think the report was that the Packers offered him actually more money than the Raiders were able to, but he just has always wanted to be a Raider and has always wanted to play with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. Yep. Um, we've talked about this. I think Devontae Adams is probably a top six wide receiver for both of us. Yeah, somewhere, right somewhere in that range. And that's for fantasy, to be clear. Yep. One of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in real life. Um, but, you know, he, he does have a quarterback downgrade. Yes, absolutely. So, whereas he was the wide receiver one or two with Aaron Rodgers, you know, we have to bump him down with Derek Carr throwing the ball, though I do think he's going to retain a very, very high target share. He's just that good that he's going to command those targets. I I. It's hard because I I agree the talent means that you have to throw the ball to, to, to Devonte, but he also has I think more talent for volume now than he's had probably in the in the past three or four years. I, I mean we think about the pass catchers on on the Raiders, and I'll talk about the implications for these guys as well too. But Darren Waller is I think must be a better tight end than Devonte Adams probably ever played with in his career. They should feature Darren Waller because he's a uh, a matchup problem, you know, in, in in any offense. And you know, we have a guy like Hunter Renfro as well too, who, you know, not not any sort of flashy player, but a guy who for stretches of last season was getting absolutely fed targets by by Derek Carr and was really productive with them. He's one of these shifty small slot guys who, you know, it always feels like uh, I'm comparing these guys to like Wes Welker and some of like the the mid 2000s, late 2000s uh, Patriots offenses. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think you have to feature Devontae Adams based on him being a top you know, two top three talent when it comes to wide receiver in the NFL. But I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to have more comp when it comes to when it comes to volume that he's had in a very long time. For sure. Um, I, I but but I think that Devontae is just good enough where it becomes more of him entering the offense is is more of a hit to Renfro and Waller than it is to Devontae. A lot of people, by the way, seem to think that Renfro takes the biggest hit and they're still in on Waller. I think I'm the opposite. I think I feel like Waller is taking more of a hit and, and Renfro will still be okay um, because they just play such different roles where, you know, Renfro is the underneath guy. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I'm set on, on either of those options, really. The other thing I'll say, too, is Rodgers has always looked for Devontae, kind of no matter what the situation is. And somehow Devontae manages to get to get open and certainly we think that translates from offense to offense. I don't you know, in my recollection, there really has never been a guy in a in the Raiders offense while Carr has been there who he just always looked over the course of even a season or two seasons. So yes, again, I'm I'm not arguing that they have to feature Devontae Adams because of when the capital they invested him and, and his talent, but Part of the reason that Devontae was so so valuable in that Packers offense was because you knew that Rodgers was going to give him looks no matter what the situation was. Yep. Carr did support 
very strong wide uh, wide receiver fantasy seasons for both Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Yep. But not top six seasons, yep. that's for sure. Yeah. But we think that, like you said, based on the draft capital, or, or excuse me, the, the capital that they gave up to get Devontae Adams, based on the fact that Derek Carr already has rapport with Devontae Adams, yep. they're already good friends, yep. and based on the fact that Devontae Adams is a better wide receiver in real life sure. than Amari and, and Michael Crabtree ever were, uh, like, I, I have to I have to project that he will still be good. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I, I still have him in that mid-wide receiver one range, but it is just weird not to have him as an easy top two or top three. For sure. Um, before we move on to the Packers side, where do you feel like Carr ranks for you? Because this is obviously a bump to him. Yeah, I, I think he's not going to change a whole lot, honestly, because I thought that Carr had pretty good weapons last season in the league. Again, not flashy, but I liked guys like Waller. Again, Waller was injured a lot last season. That is a consideration, but Renfro really showed out. Um, I just can't imagine putting Carr over guys like Matt Stafford, for example, or Jalen Hurts. You know, guys that I think for me are probably going to end up in that low-end QB1 tier. That's fair. Um, Derek Carr, how many yards do you think he threw last year? 4,200. 4,800. Okay. He's increased his his passing yardage every season since 2017. Um, and it's it's really the touchdowns that are holding him back. He, But, you know, someone who doesn't really run the ball like Derek right. Carr needs touchdowns yes. in order to, to thrive in fantasy. I would imagine that he, that the touchdowns go up with Devontae, but you know touchdowns are, are always difficult to predict. This is also going to be a new offense as well, too. So I think yep. we're going to need to keep that in mind, and it, it's tough. I mean, McDaniel's I think we think of as a good offensive mind, but this is also he's coming from a system with the Patriots who have really been featuring running backs for the past couple of years, and just for the first time last season had a quarterback in Mac Jones, who I think they were able to do a little bit more with uh, at the QB position. All right, uh, let's move on to the Packers side of the ball here, or side of the trade, I should say. Um, I'll try to go through these quick. Aaron Rodgers is gets a downgrade, but still a top 12 QB, yes? Yep. Pass catchers on the Packers, obviously there's a lot more opportunity that opens up. Who are your favorite one or two options? We have Lazard and Watkins, the veterans. We have two rookie wide receivers, um, and we have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean that rookie wide receiver who they took, I think at thirty six, is going to yep. be is going to be the guy I'm interested interested in there. Christian Watson. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of the running backs. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Jones might get some more receiving work, um, but he was also seeding work to AJ Dillon in the second half of last season and that is a worry for me from from a value standpoint for him okay I am going to be in almost definitely on both Lazard and Aaron Jones at their draft price excuse me for that notification that was ski and wind texting me um anything breaking there or no? I don't know I didn't read it okay should we find out no nah, it's okay <laughs> um the, I think that I I think that both Lazard and Aaron Jones will be very underrated, uh, undervalued. I think Aaron Jones is going to basically play out of the slot this year. You think Lazard is is, is going to be underrated? Yes. Did, did, what did I say? I think Lazard is going to be underrated. I think that people are going to overinflate Christian Watson's value okay. as the rookie, and I think Rogers likes his guys, and Lazard is the only guy really that he can trust. Him and maybe Robert Tunyon. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I need to go back and look at some games that that Devonte missed and. 
there's a big enough sample, figure out what that split looked like. Yep. Um, all right. The, the other big pre-draft wide receiver trade was Tyreek Hill. This was another one that came out of nowhere, seemingly. Um, he was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. This is another one where Tyreek gets a downgrade for fantasy, but because of how talented he is and because of all of the capital that the Dolphins gave up to get him, we have to still keep him in our top 10. I think for me, he's probably at worst a top eight receiver this season. How do you feel? Yeah, Tyreek versus Tay is a super interesting argument. I, I Tua is scary. He is, although I don't think Carr is a great quarterback, he is one that has supported fantasy value. Tua was really only, and Tua obviously has a shorter career, but Waddle was was the guy last year purely from volume, and now we're introducing that offense another player who needs to get looks like Devontae Adams purely based on talent. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins coach is McDaniel. Am I right about that? No, I think they... Who do they hire? They hired... They hired um, the 49ers guy. Isn't that Mike McDaniel? Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, my, I might be wrong about that. Anyway... I will the, look that up. The, thank you. The The... Projection here is basically that they run a, a, a similar to Shanahan offense, a Shanahan adjacent offense, and essentially Tyreek can be the Debo, right? They're not necessarily one to one comparison, but you can give Tyreek the ball out of the backfield or, you know, via a screen and just let him run. And Tua doesn't have a great arm. He's not a great downfield thrower. That's where he, that's where Tyreek often thrived with. Mahomes, but Tyreek is still one of the best receivers in the league. He's not just a speedster. Yes, that's like his trademark that he's faster than everyone else, but he's also a really good receiver with good route running and good hands and good movement, and he's good after the catch. And I just believe that he can still thrive, though I, you know, I I do still like Waddle, but I I think uh, I I see a lot of people projecting Waddle in the top twelve. It, as well as Tyreek, and I don't think I can get on board with that with Tua throwing. Yeah, I, I it's hard because I, I'm i with you that, it, and it is Mike McDaniel, I apologize. Um, cool. So, again, from, from the Shanahan sort of umbrella there, Tyreek has always been up and down a little bit relative to some of those other guys in, in his tier for the past couple of years, and that is with a lot of volume in in a really good Kansas City Chiefs offense. I, I just I think the the challenge for me is you you know even though Tyreek should absolutely still have some of those blow up games, you know that floor that existed with Kansas City might not be there because if he goes a game with getting seven or six or five targets in this offense those seven or so targets from Tua are going to look a lot different to me than seven or so targets from Mahomes where I can kind of guarantee that there'll be one or two down the field bombs where if Tyree catches it and breaks it, then he's getting 10 or 12 whatever fantasy points is in just that one play. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I, I, I agree that he might have a Debo-style role and they'll use him in creative ways, but... Debo was the guy there in San in San Francisco. I you know where does Waddle fit into that into that puzzle? Is I guess my question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he ends up playing the Ayuk role, then we know that that's not a val- very valuable role for right. fantasy. Right. Um, do you feel like Tua can have a top twelve season? 
Yes, I, I do. Um, but just to go into a little bit of philosophy for ex- like for for a quick second, I would much rather have like the floor of Stafford than a very wide range of outcomes in two. I think. Okay. Um, Mahomes obviously loses Tyreek in in this equation, and I I think it's very similar to Aaron Rodgers here where. You have to downgrade him, yep. but at the same time, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He probably won't fall lower than QB6 for me. Yep, that's where I am as well, too. I think the big difference there is he has a weapon in Kelsey that Rodgers doesn't have, and Mahomes also has his legs, too, which Rodgers does not have either. Yep, and you have to think Kelsey, I mean, we already were pretty confident in his performance, but I think, I mean... He can have a very, very strong season as basically Mahomes' only trusted target. Yeah, I, I know that's jump is jumping ahead a little bit because we're going to talk about another trade that impacts this player. Sure. But I think at the end of last season, I felt pretty good about having Mark Andrews as the tight end one coming mm-hmm. into coming into this season. But with that Ravens trade that we'll talk about in a little bit, and also with the Tyreek trade. Is that back as a, a toss-up for you, or do you like one of those tight ends, you think, right now? I have to think more about that. I think I am leaning Andrews, but I don't know for sure. Okay. I think I'm on the Kelsey side of that right now, but um, we, you know, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, when we get closer to the season, yep. we'll, we'll start to do some rankings there as well. Um, Mahomes also has a new pass catcher. Spoiler, Juju signed with the Chiefs. He is their wide receiver one, unless Sky Moore takes over the rookie. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I think probably the answer is you'll need to do some more thinking. But do you feel like you you're you're in on Juju? Yeah, I I will be. And okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, because Juju rightly will be downgraded a lot and will be under be valued lower just because of what he's done the past couple of seasons. Um, he hasn't been healthy. Has been a, a, a problem there, and I'm assuming that. You know the, the Chiefs did due diligence and think he will be available to go for the for the start of the year. Um, and a did you do Juju was drafted when they had Roethlisberger, right? He's only played with Roethlisberger at quarterback. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the upgrade at quarterback is just absolutely massive there. Um, I think Juju. I think right now for me is going to be kind of a wide receiver three or maybe even four that I will absolutely be targeting um, kind of in that, I don't know, seven to nine-ish around range in the draft, I think. Yeah, that's fair. I I mean, at that price, I'd be willing to take him. Um, but we, we've seen him not succeed as the top receiver on his team. Yep. Right? He, his best season was when AJ, he was playing alongside, not AJ Brown, uh, Antonio Brown. Yep. Um, and then he became the wide receiver one and, and did not produce as we thought he would. Um, you can kind of make an argument that Kelsey is the wide receiver one, so maybe you know it, it does work out, but to be to be determined. Um, let's let's go ahead and skip ahead because you already teased it. Hollywood Brown was traded from the Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals. This was on draft night for the twenty third overall pick, I think. Um, when this first broke, I wasn't exactly sure, but I felt like it was kind of neutral. He was going to maybe a better offense, but he was uh, he, he was not going to be the top target on, on his team anymore. He, he was the wide receiver one on the Ravens, and now he's going to be the wide receiver two playing behind DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. However, 
couple important notes are that one, I didn't realize that he had played with Kyler in college. So yep. they're friends. I think Kyler requested that they go out and get Marquise. And so that, you know, the rapport is already built in. And then much more importantly, DeAndre Hopkins, we just found out, was suspended for the first six games of the season for PEDs. Yeah. Um, I am rising on Hollywood. On Hollywood. I, I, I want him. I think he's, you know, he is a deep threat. Kyler is one of the best deep ball passers in the league. And I just think that it's going to work. I think it's, I think it's going to be a good fit for the offense. Hollywood was nasty in college. I think he played for, yeah, he played at Oklahoma with Kyler. He was incredible. Um, yeah, I am. I'm rising as well too, especially in light of Hollywood getting the first six games of the season to be the alpha in that offense and potentially show that he should be the alpha, even when Nuke is back from from the suspension. Um, yeah, I mean. It, Arizona fell apart last season when Nuke went down. That offense looked, it was a Jekyll and Hyde situation once once Nuke went down. So, you know, this is one of those moves that from, it, it was, I think, driven, or sorry, the, the fantasy impacts were maybe a little unclear when it, when it first happened. But from a football standpoint, it, it made a lot of sense for, for Arizona. And again, with one, the rapport that's there between Kyler and Hollywood and also the Nuke suspension, it's becoming a situation where both it's really good for football and it's really good for fantasy as well. Um, I, I, so here's the thing, though. I don't know. I'm worried that Hollywood's value will rise too high, and at that price, I will not be in on him. Um, he has been good. I, I think we talked about this even a little bit last season where there's a perception that Hollywood is an up-and-down receiver, and the reality is that's not the case, that he has been very consistent even on a – run first offense in in uh, Baltimore with arguably a worse thrower of the ball is that can we say that miles yeah i think that's fair but i i also think lamar is underrated as a thrower but but i think that's fair yeah so i mean again i, I it's not that i don't like hollywood i'm just i think with the suspension and with the hype around this it would not surprise me if he rises to i don't know if he ends up in that like high wide receiver two tier or something like that. I just don't know if I'm going to be willing to pay that price. Um, yeah. uh, for, for a receiver, that's also switching teams as well, too. And yes, the rapport is there, but we know that that impacts uh, a wide receiver's production when that happens. Yeah, very valid point. I, and I'm realizing I should correct myself because I, I, I believe I said that he was going to a better offense from the Ravens to the Cardinals. Not sure what the numbers would say, but what I meant is just a, a more favorable offense for receivers. Yes. Because Arizona for sure throws the ball much more than than the Ravens do. And now that you say that, I think that was also something that Hollywood had said too. That you know he was oh. up he was up for I think uh, an extension, and partially this trade was also driven by him of wanting to be in an offense oh. that features the pass. I believe was I don't I think that's a rumor. I'm not sure that was confirmed somewhere, but you know clearly again Baltimore is a run first on the ground offense and. Kingsbury plays that air raid. You know, we saw this in Tex at Texas Tech when Mahomes was their kind of offense. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, do you would you be surprised if Hollywood finished in the top twelve? Yes, I would. Because I be because because of Nuke, I think. Okay, I think I'm just out on Nuke. Like I, f I feel like he's he's on the decline. I feel like. I don't. I don't want to use the word "wash" too loosely, but he's trending in that direction. I think he's on the decline as well, too. But I think the talent is still there enough where 
it, I think it's going to be disappointing for for players when they're going to get the first six week of Hollywood being the alpha, and he's gonna and, and he's gonna put up a lot of production, and then Nuke is going to come back, and Nuke is not going away. I don't think. I, I think he's just going to be a thorn in, in Hollywood's side potentially to the extent of not allowing Hollywood to break into that wide receiver one tier. Yeah, I mean, I think I think, I think think Hopkins will obviously still be involved, but I just think he's going to get mostly underneath routes and, and short yardage routes, and uh, Hollywood is going to be the game breaker and, and the, the better receiver for fantasy. So you think just to, I mean, this could be maybe a board by happening a uh, little, you know, a little bit. We can agree on this later on, but do you think I'll that Hollywood right would out, would outperform? Sorry. I said, I'll do it right now. All right. You think Hollywood outperforms nuke when nuke is back? So the bet would be game 12. seven through whatever yeah. points per game. Sure. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take nuke and that. All right. Put, put it on the board. Uh, I like that. I like that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, I shouldn't have taken that. <laughs> I'm, I'm super happy right now. <laughs> How bad was Nuke last season? Um, he had a very good start to the season, but the second half, I mean, yeah, pull up his numbers. I do know for sure that he was one of the most, um, he was one of the, the sell highs that I was most adamant about. Yes, I, I tweeted that. about it, and I know that that was a, a very good call. Like from from when I said that on, he was much worse. Um, he just was, you know, his his touchdown rate was way higher than it had ever been, and you know, he just wasn't getting the the tremendous target numbers that we're used to him seeing. Um, I, yeah, I mean, he only he only played two games after week nine, though. Okay, I think and understandably, I think players might look back on on drafting Nuke and be like, "What the heck did I take? I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be." A, a, a lock in set and forget it top top five guy um but wide receivers get injured they go down I, I i think um for me i'm not buying necessarily that the that the production is is attached to that and yeah i don't think even with even with hollywood i don't think you could be taking him as a as a wide receiver top wide receiver five or in that range kind of but again i just think he's He's going to come back and be a bit of a thorn in in Hollywood's side, unfortunately, from from production standpoint. Okay. Um, on the other side of the trade, Lamar loses his wide receiver one. Yep. So he has to get a little bit of a downgrade. Is that fair? Promptly treated, I believe, WTF uh, when that trade yeah. went down during the uh, during the draft. <laughs> he did. He clearly had nothing to do with the trade. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am really excited about Bateman and Andrews as yeah. now his top targets and. Really, his only targets, did they even... I don't think they drafted a receiver. Not in any of the early rounds, I don't believe. And I don't... I can't think of anyone that they might have signed. They let Sammy Watkins walk. They did let Sammy Watkins walk. I, the only name that's still out there, which would be super interesting, is Odell. Oh, wow. That would be really cool. All right. I mean, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But I think I'm rooting for that, actually, now uh, that I said also, that out loud. Also, Will Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Your love of Will Fuller is unbelievable. It's unmatched, I think, look, by anyone else I look, know. Look, I love Will Fuller, and he's a burner. He would be a perfect person to replace Hollywood. That's true. Probably for a fraction of the cost. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but Lamar will probably be, again, top six or seven for you. Yeah, the running the running yeah. talent alone, I think, makes makes him... You have to have him in as a, wide, as a QB1. Yep. Andrews, we talked about, is either the tight end one or two. Yeah. Bateman will be an interesting sophomore breakout yes. candidate. 
Yeah, for sure. I really like Bateman. I think he could end up in that wide receiver 15-ish tier for me, probably. I, th- I think he's... Oh, wow. I don't think he's going to be able to break into that wide receiver one group just because of the nature of this offense. Um, but there is nothing that indicates to me that he's not going to get absolutely fed uh, targets by by Lamar. And yeah, it's still a little bit early, but Bateman was good coming out of college. Was he a Minnesota gopher? Do you, do you remember that? I will check that. Um, I, I think he was like, a, if I remember correctly, he was from Minnesota and he was in that round two of the NFL draft. Um, so he's got the the pedigree. And uh, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love, you know, he came on a little bit at the end of last season. And I think he, uh, we talked extensively about the, the wide receiver twos in, in uh, sorry, the wide receivers in year two. And I think he's just primed for a, a big, a big season. He was at Minnesota. Good memory. All right. Um, all right. The last big trade, also a draft day trade of the, a wide receiver AJ Brown traded from the Titans to the Eagles. This one was like, this of all the trades, I think was just the hardest for me to process because it didn't seem like enough capital at all. It was a first and a third rounder, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, it was actually actually it was a first round swap, wasn't it? Mm -mm. No, they just gave him. Are you positive? I, th- yeah, there's there's no way. I mean, I'm think I'm trying to think right now, but um, yeah, I don't I don't think the it wasn't a swap. I don't think. Okay, I mean, either way, it just felt like not yes. enough capital. Agreed on that take. I was also pissed because the Jets I felt like should have gotten him and didn't for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think <laughs> I think I'm still having trouble processing it. I don't know how to rank A.J. Brown, who is still an incredible wide receiver talent, on a, 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 you know, a, a bad offense for receivers, historically at least, you know, with a, a bad quarterback throwing to him, or I should say a worse thrower of the ball than Tannehill was, um, and debatably with more target competition. Yeah, I mean, you said it in those couple of points, Miles. you got to drop him down. I... I think we probably would have had AJ Brown in that six to ten ish range, probably if if he had stayed on the Titans. But I think he's going to end up in that high and wide receiver two tier for me, just because of Hurts, because of the offensive philosophy, because of he is now competing. I think for the first time seriously with another good wide receiver two and and Devonta Smith next to him or on the other side of the field. So yeah, I. This is disappointing if I was an AJ Brown AJ Brown owner. Um and uh you know the other thing too is he needs to stay healthy. This is not that's not his that's not been his rep coming into the season. I, I hope he can stay healthy, but um yeah, it has to be a downgrade for for AJ Brown. Um do you still feel like he's top 12? I think he's going to be on the border for that probably for me. Okay. Do does Jalen Hurts get a bump? Yes, absolutely. Um, Top eight quarterback? What do you finish as nine, I want to say? That sounds right. Um, Yeah, because even though I like Smith, the rest of the weapons on the Eagles' offense were not conducive to Hurts being successful. And I like that they're trying to invest and and provide weapons around him. Yeah. A.J. Brown's a, a big target as well, too. He's not a guy that you need to 
have the perfect pass um, for him to come to, to go up and get it. Um, so I think this is a, a player that really could help Hurts in terms of, again, being a little bit better on the, on the passing side of the ball. Yup. Um, Certainly raises the ceiling on, on Hertz, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. Hertz did finish as QB9 last year without one of the best wide receivers in the league, you mm-hmm. know, so... Um, Hertz, I think, could be a guy where, like, if you want to wait, wait a little bit at quarterback but not wait super long, so yep. guys like Lamar, like Mahomes go first, and you're looking at Hertz in, like, the 8th to ninth round or something like that, I think you're going to get an awesome floor because of the rushing, and he will have that that upside because of the weapons that are on this team now. Yep. Does, I mean, where were you at on Devontae Smith, and, and now where are you with the addition of A.J. Brown to this team? Hey, you know what? Where did Smith finish last season? Was he like a wide receiver three? Yeah, wide receiver three or four. I'll, I'll check right now. So he finished as the 29 in, in PPR formats. Okay. Um yeah, this is tough. Again, I, I like Smith. He's uh, a, a bigger, not bigger in terms of in terms of weight, but six feet. I mean, young. Also, uh, you know, in that is he a second year guy now? Yeah. Um, so again, it, we like that that transition from year one to year two for for wide receivers, especially. But you have to downgrade him. I mean, AJ Brown's talent is close to unmatched in this league um especially in his in his age group of of wide receivers so i i think devonta smith will be for me like a a wide receiver a low end wide receiver three wide receiver four going into the season um and someone that i'm not really excited about because his upside is severely hampered by one the offensive philosophy and also a better receiver on the other side of the field yeah i, f- I feel the exact same way he feels like a uh, like a Tyler Boyd type of guy mm. where you know he'll probably be all right, but he's not someone I think I can get excited about right now. No, I, I think he's a flex too in that in that, in that that format league or um, maybe a guy who y- you, you plug in and you hope for solid but exciting production when we hit the bye weeks for your, for your starters. Okay. On the other side of that trade, Tannehill obviously loses his number one weapon. Yeah. Um, Tannehill gets a downgrade, obviously. Yeah. I think we might as well mention here that Robert Woods did get traded from the Rams to the Titans, mm-hmm. and they added Traylon Brooks, who we'll talk about extensively through the draft. So Tannehill does have some interesting options, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough to say that anyone will produce as much as A.J. Brown did because A.J. Brown produced so much. Um would you? I mean, would you agree with all of that? Tannehill gets a little bit of a downgrade. Yeah, not not even a little bit of a downgrade for me. I yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be. I couldn't think differently about Tannehill coming into this season than I did last season. Yeah. Last season he was that darling guy who I was like, I'm gonna wait on quarterback and I'm gonna take this guy in like the 11th or 12th round, and he's not gonna be exciting, but he's in a, a pretty good offense in Tennessee. He's got a really good weapon. You know, again, we'll talk about Burks, who I think is an interesting, interesting prospect. But I can't imagine Tannehill ending up on my team because I think there's going to be guys in that same tier in the draft or, or same range in the draft this coming year who are going to be significantly more exciting. If I'm going to wait that long for a quarterback, I'm going to want upside. And, and Tannehill does not have it this season with losing A.J. Brown. Fair enough. Um, Anything to add on, on any of those tier one moves 
No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we, we broke it down pretty well. And I know we've been talking about this in, in our in our group chat with, with Ian and Andrew, but the wide receiver rankings this year are going to be absolutely fascinating. I think yeah. Cup is is probably locked in now, especially with some of the moves as the, as the wide receiver one. But after that, you have a lot of different variation and changes based on how you view some of these moves. And, um, you know, we're going to have to call some shots once you get closer to the season. It'll be very interesting where some of these guys land. Definitely. And we will talk through that. Um, all right. Some of the other quarterback moves that I think are important. Mitch Trubisky signed with the Steelers. I think when this happened, this was a bigger deal because now we know that they also drafted a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Um, those two, I think, will be competing for the day one job. My projection will probably be Trubisky wins for now, and then Pickett takes over either next year or some at some point this year. But, you know, we'll talk about that. Um, is Trubisky like a, a an upgrade, a downgrade, or, or net neutral for the, the Steelers' offense? He's pretty neutral, I think. I think okay. he's, at this point, probably around the same level of talent as a pretty washed Big Ben. Um, yep. So I, in that regard, I'm okay as a Deontay owner. I'm pretty unexcited still as a Claypool owner, um, especially in light of the other wide receiver who the who the Pittsburgh Steelers took in the in the draft as well. Um, but not a whole lot of movement here in terms of the rankings of those players. Fair. I think Najee probably gets a little bit of a bump because we, or excuse me, a downgrade because we don't expect anyone to throw the ball as much as Big Ben did to the the running back. Yep. Um, Marcus Mariota signed with the Atlanta Falcons. This does seem to be locked in as the day one starter this year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Desmond we'll Ritter, you think, could win out? All right, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Fair enough. Um, Mariota, t- the, it's so weird. The Falcons offense is, is going to be weird because Mariota we don't think of as, as that great. Nope. They have Kyle Pitts and just drafted Drake London, both of whom I think we, we both like. Um, but like outside of that, they don't really have any weapons or, you know, protection or anything. And so it's just a very weird system and and it's going to be weird to project them, I think this year. Yeah. The only thing I'll say there is with, with London getting drafted, if Matt Ryan still been on the team, I'd have been hoping for volume for both those players, not so much arm talent in, in, in Ryan. Again, we talked about him being an upgrade, but that upgrade was relative to Wentz uh, on the, on the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I'm, you know, I think you were hoping for volume there and based on what's in the wide receiver and, and on this roster right now, there's really no reason why both London, who we'll talk about again in the rookie episode and then Pitts at, at tight end really should not get, get fed by by Mariota yep fair enough um and lastly on the quarterbacks Jameis Winston did re-sign in New Orleans so he'll be their starter I think that's overall good news for the Saints pieces Kamara Michael Thomas the rookie um at least better news than you know a Taysom Hill yes absolutely um and Jameis also as a fantasy quarterback was pretty good when he was healthy the first half of the season. He, I think he was roughly the quarterback 12. So. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I will say there is they're not going to cut him loose like that one season in, in Tampa Bay. That's sure. not the nature of the Saints offense, um, which, again, for, you know, I'm a Michael Thomas owner in Dynasty. 
that's fine for me because Thomas is not at this point going to be a, an, an over the top threat. I'd like a guy who throws to him a little bit on, you know, targets him underneath and on those crossing routes that he has historically been so good at. And that sort of was Jameis's profile for for the start of last season before he went down. Yeah, and 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 he he. I was just making the point that you know even though he was reeled in much more so than he had been on the Buccaneers, yep. he was still. Decent for fantasy. Yes, absolutely. Could be a good late round target. Yep. Um, we'll move on to the wide receivers here. Some 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 interesting stuff still on the wide receiver front. I feel mm-hmm. like it's all wide receivers this episode. Um, talked about Juju signing with the Chiefs. MVS signed with the Chiefs as well, but I don't think that's too impactful. I think the biggest one is that Allen Robinson signed with the Rams. Yeah. And that is what really prompted that Woods trade to the Titans. Yep. They you know they they let Woods walk essentially. Um, this is an interesting one because Allen Robinson, it's basically call your shot. Was he washed last year or was it the bears being bad last year? He's going to be one of the most divisive names, I think in fantasy coming into the season. Um, I I think I'm going to trust the production profile and, and what he's done for the past couple of seasons before this disaster of a last season on the bears. I, it's not, he's not going to cost the wide receiver two or even wide receiver one value that he has over the past couple of seasons. And, it depends on what your roster construction looks like, but for example, if you take a guy like Tyree Kill as your wide receiver one, maybe a, you know a Bateman or something like that for wide receiver two, and you want a little bit more stability on your on your team, I could see myself trying to target a guy like Allen Robinson as my wide receiver three. I, I don't think he's going to be as exciting or as productive just because Cooper Cup I think is the alpha in that offense, and I'd be shocked if if anyone unseats him. Um, but I I think I'm going to be in on Robinson. So Robert Woods last year in drafts went, let's say, early fourth. Yep. Does Allen Robinson get drafted before that, after that? No, because I think Woods came off a pretty good season as well, too, from before, right? Yep. I think, and I think this is going to depend also on your league, too, but for most leagues, people are going to look at Robinson's, Robinson's season you know, last season, maybe in addition to where he's being ranked by experts and either there's going to be misalignment with those between the ranking and his production last season, or they're going to say, or or there is going to be alignment and he's going to be ranked a little bit lower. And people are going to say like, why would I want to take Robinson based on how bad he was last season? Yeah. I mean, the point I'm making though is Robert Woods was the wide receiver two for the Rams. We were taking him. I, I think that the, the overwhelming majority of people would agree that at least the perception was that Allen Robinson's talent was better than Robert Woods' talent, but Robert Woods was in a better situation than Allen Robinson was as the wide receiver two on the Rams. And so it's just kind of interesting to me that someone we, at least up until this season, thought of as a better talent now walks into that exact same situation, which we think of as a good situation for fantasy, and we might draft him lower. I'm not disagreeing with you, and I think he probably does go right around there or a little bit lower. It's just very, it's just a very interesting, yeah. But turn his, of events. the perception of his talent has changed massively over yes. the course of last season, though, Miles. So I, I, yes, I think going into last season, part of the reason that Robinson was was taken and and ended up being drafted ahead of Woods was because we believed that he was a more talented talented player than Robert Woods. Woods is now coming off an injury as well, too. That's going to be something to consider, but. If, if you know, this season someone says, you know, I think in terms of talent-wise, Woods and Robinson are, are 
are pretty similar, that'd be a lot less surprising and egregious to me than perhaps going into last season. I guess that's that's the point I'm making. Clearly, the Rams believe in Allen Robinson's talent still still think he has yeah thinks that he still has it and i th- i think are planning to use him in a similar way yeah um i think the o- other important thing to note here is that odell who was on this team still is unsigned as you mentioned it'll be interesting to see where he goes the ravens are a very interesting landing spot i hadn't thought about that mm-hmm. um and he did tear his acl in the super bowl so that that is perhaps a, a cause of some of the uh hesitancy here I, I i don't think odell is getting re-signed do you I don't think so either, but the Rams should again be playing for the postseason, and Odell needs, I don't know, season starts in September. I think the timeline for him to be back is early November. That is theoretically enough time for Odell to get back, get get acquainted again, and, and be a productive player. Um, they traded for him, I think, midseason, right, last season, yep. if, if I recall. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Robinson becomes significantly more attractive if... If Odell doesn't resign, obviously, I mean, I'm disappointed as a Van Jefferson owner, but mm. I, I, I'm I'm going to go into the season pretty sure that Robinson is the wide receiver two in that offense. Okay, and then the last big wide receiver move of this offseason so far is Devontae Parker was traded from the Dolphins to the Patriots. I just think that he now probably becomes the the number one target for Mac Jones, um, and I think it's good for Mac's development. He he's a different yeah. type of wide receiver than is currently. On the Patriots, I mean, except for like Nikhil Harry, but who's a bust? Yeah, he's a bust. So, yeah, I agree. Um, this one I think matters more for Jones than it does for for Parker. I I don't know if Parker's going to have value. I can imagine him being a, a pretty boring wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver four. Um, but a smart football move, I think, for the Pats as well here. Agreed. Um, on the running back side, the uh, the bane of my existence, Ugh. Melvin Gordon. Resigned with the Denver Broncos, um, shattering the hopes and dreams of myself and fellow Javante dynasty owners around the world. Melvin projects, I mean, do you project the split to be 50-50 again? Yeah, I do. That's the rumor, I think, coming out of uh, Denver right now as well. I'm going to optimistically say 60-40 in favor of Javante. That's fine. I mean... They, look, they didn't want to re-sign him. That wasn't the plan. It seemed like... What does that mean? It means it took a long time to re-sign him. There were reports that they were they were not planning to re-sign him. They re-signed him, I think it was like, what, a, a $5 million deal? Is that right? One year, $5 million? Yeah, I believe it was something along those lines. It wasn't a big contract. Like, I think that they were like, oh, okay... Yes, we we will take you back because we can get you at at a cheaper price than we thought, and you know you were good last year. But I don't think that they were, you know, actively wanting to bring him back. I think that they were ready to let Javante work, and I think that for you know to to be a smart football team, they will not let Javante. You know, they will not run Javante into the ground. But I think that when they need to, they will use him over Melvin. I think. Everyone is in agreement at this point that Javante is the better running back. Yes, that today. last piece I agree with you. I hope for your sake and anyone that has Javante shares that you're right about that first stuff. But the, the the rumors and the news that I saw there was that part of the timeline of of Melvin waiting to resign was that he was looking for an opportunity to be a, a more featured back in an offense. Um, 
I, yeah, again, I, I think Javante is the more talented guy, and, and that's pretty well established. But with the Broncos trading for, again, it's smart for them to not run Javante in the ground for his career, but with the Broncos trading for Russ Wilson, this is now a, a Super Bowl contender, even in a pretty stacked AFC West. They would be dumb this season to, to feature Javante, you know, to the extent where he gets injured or breaks down before the postseason because they have a real shot at this. Um Look, I, I, again, I, I agree that Javante is the more talented guy, but I, was this an exact split in terms of touches last season, if, the, if I, I mean, remember correctly? just about, yeah. Um, I believe Melvin Gordon had more yards on the ground than Javante Williams did last season. I, it, Melvin Gordon is not washed. Um, so He's not. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad news. This was bad news for Javante owners, but I think you got to hope that the talent here does end up showing up and, and maybe that split goes a little bit more in his direction. It's... Javante can be a productive productive back this season, but he's probably not going to be that maybe top five, top six, top eight back that you were hoping for um, at the end of at the end of last season. We'll see. I still have hope. Uh, Leonard Fournette, another big running back name who yep. re-signed with his team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lenny, I think, was a top. four five running back last season that sounds right are you draft- receiving work are you drafting him in the top 12 this season yeah absolutely me as well with, especially with brady back too i think even even without i would have been interested for top 12 but with brady back i'm i'm super interested agreed um ronald jones big name signed with the kansas city chiefs um this perhaps means more for clyde but I mean, do you feel like Rojo can outproduce Clyde this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We talked about how Rojo is a talented running back pretty consistently on this podcast. Um, And part of our confusion with them featuring Fournette all of a sudden, I think, last season is is that piece. Um, But Clyde has been given his shot for a couple of seasons now and not really done anything with it. Um, This is another team like the Broncos that should challenge for the postseason in in the Chiefs. And having a loaded backfield to support Mahomes makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, I think I think Rojo will be the the first and second down back and Clyde will be the third down back. I think Rojo will be a lot better value in the draft than than Clyde is probably. Yeah, I mean if he's drafted after Clyde, I will I will ha- probably ta- be taking Rojo in a lot of places. So Rojo I think was like a was he like a 6th, 7th rounder last year, maybe yes. a little bit later than that. If he's there, are you going to be interested in him, you think? Um, I, I can see myself wanting to roster Rojo, but not have to even play him in emergencies. Really, Six, sixth is sixth is a little rich for me. I think seventh, I could, I could, I could get on board with. Okay. Um, and then the last running back that we want to talk about here is is Mike Davis. This was a releasing, yeah, a cutting by the Falcons. Um, really, what this means is it opens the door for Cordero Patterson to have another big season. Or potentially Tyler Algier, the running back, to to step in and, and have a role. Um, do you have anything to add there? Patterson should get work. Yeah. Again, there's not many talented weapons in this offense right now, besides Pitts and some of the rookies. So Patterson having established himself, established himself, should mean good things for him. All right. Um, just some more names here. Possible, you know, deep stashes, etc. Jameson Crowder signed with the Bills. The Bills also cut Cole Beasley. I think Crowder might get some work, but he's not going to be someone I'm 
highly targeting. Yeah, they, I think they took a couple wide receivers at the end of the draft as well, too, who could challenge Jamison for that role. So it'll be interesting as we get into training camp um, and closer to the draft of, yep. of how that shakes out. Plus, they already had Gabe Davis and, yes. and uh, Isaiah McKenzie coming back. So mm-hmm. um, On the tight end front, Austin Hooper signed with the Titans. I think that could be interesting. Gerald Everett signed with the Chargers again. Yuck. Could could be interesting. Uh, he's he's athletic. He's going to catch touchdowns from Justin Herbert. You know. You think he's the guy coming into the season for the Chargers, as opposed to Parham? Yeah, I do. I think so as well too. Unfortunately. Yep. Um. And then Hayden Hurst signed with the Bengals, so you know, locks Hurst in probably as the fourth target for Burrow, which could still hold some value in the tight end landscape. Yeah, I mean, at Hurst, I could almost see a guy as, if I'm going to wait super long at tight end, and I just miss the boat entirely, that I take a shot on him. And then finally, the, the most important signing of the entire offseason. And for the sleeper community as well. And for too. the sleeper community, the king, what does this mean for Marlon Mack? Signed with the Houston Texans. <laughs> Thank you, Marlon. We appreciate your service, and I look forward to uh, your, your continued fantasy success. Man, all my sexy Rexy shares go in the absolute <laughs> tank with that signing. I so. think I actually have Royce Freeman somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should drop him wherever you have him. <laughs> <laughs> they just signed a... Well, I, I want to talk about rookies so bad, I can't wait. Uh, on our next episode, we will be talking about rookies and landing spots and all that good jazz. By the way, Mac is not exciting, but I think he is a favorite to be the lead back in that offense. Whatever, what that means, I have no clue. That offense could be absolutely terrible. Um, but I do think he is the lead back right now. He, he could have some some value. We'll see. Um, thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a like and, and like us and, and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify. Make sure you, you, you subscribe. Uh, Dirty Water fantasy on facebook at dirty water fantasy on instagram and at dirty water ff on twitter um we love you so much for listening and miles thank where you can i find you on twitter supporting. oh and i am at miles ullman ff m-y-l-e-s-u-l-l-m-a-n-f-f um i need to start tweeting more regularly from that account again but i will at some point this summer um do you have anything to add? I'm so excited for rookies. Yeah. That's what I wanted to add. I know. I, I really can't wait. Um, and I'm also really excited for this fight card. You want to go eat some pizza? A jet up. That's the only thing I have to say. Oh, yeah. Too. And also jet up. What, a, um, what an amazing draft. Seriously. But save that for the next episode. Well, I want to talk about sauce sauce a little bit, too, as we, as we go out here. So. Uh, uh, sauce on the pizza? Only time he got lost <laughs> is uh, is on the way to the, to the stand in the draft. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. While you're dying inside, dying inside oh!